Welcome to Kingdom Conscience Conversations. I'm your host, Selena Gilbuy. I'm so glad that you joined us today. Happy New Year to you. 2022, we made it. I am praying and believing that this is going to be a fantastic year, not just for me, but also for all of my listeners, praying that God will just show himself mighty this year, that this will be a year like none other. Our topic for today is how to change God's mind. Now, before you start to uh, roll your eyes and, and shake your head, give me a chance to just explore this. Um, how to change God's mind. Is it possible? What do you think? Let's talk about it. Come on, let's go. So how to change God's mind? Well, let's see, is, is this even possible? You know, when you think of the word change with God, Many of us immediately go to Malachi 3 and 6, where the scripture tells us, God says, for I am the Lord, I change not. So when we're talking about changing God's mind, we're not talking about changing his character. Of course, he doesn't change. He doesn't who he is, his essence, um, the character of God does not change. But can we as believers change his mind? So the scripture I want to go to today, actually, it's a probably a very well-known story. Um, and it's found in two different places in the scripture that I know of. Um, one is Isaiah 38 and 2 Kings 20. So I'm going to go to 2 Kings 20. And it talks about. King Hezekiah. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just read 2 Kings 20. I'm going to start at the first verse. And it says, In those days was Hezekiah sickened to death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amoz, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, this is King Hezekiah, and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, uh, for Isaiah was gone out into the middle of court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thee or add unto thy days 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own stake and for my servant David's sake. And God's word is blessed. Amen. So 
uh, that was uh, again Second Kings, the twentieth chapter, first verse through the sixth verse. So I am immediately drawn to the fact that the Lord has sent a word through His prophet, and we know that this was the prophet Isaiah. He was He sent a word. This came straight from the Lord. He said, you're going to die. So the first thing I want to pay attention to is the fact that God warned him. He, he, he prepared him. He told him, set your house in order. Get things prepared because you're going to die. You're going to Let's see. And in, in, in the uh, NIV version, it tells us that God says you will not recover. In the King James Version, it tells him, for thou shalt die and not live. NLT says you will not recover. This was God's plan. This is I mean, this is what was going to happen. The mouth of God has spoken it. But what did Hezekiah do? The scripture in, in the second verse says he turned his face to the wall and he prayed unto God. And in the third verse in the NIV tells us that he really began to remind God of who he was. And he told and this is what I believe those these this remembrance telling God, putting God in remembrance of what had happened was kind of what changed his mind. And I'm thinking if the scripture is saying Hezekiah can do this, do we have that same power? So the first thing he did is he told God, he said, I walked faithfully. And that's the thing I think we need to to have behind us if we're going to go to God and and try to um, see if he would change something that he's told us. Okay, it has to be a walk of faithfulness he said in verse three again i beseech thee o lord remember now how i've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart in niv says remember lord how i've walked before thee before you faithfully and with a whole with wholehearted devotion with wholehearted devotion. So that's the second thing. His heart was completely devoted to him. First Kings 8 and 23, the, where Solomon says, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath who keep his covenant and mercy with thy servant that walk before thee with all thy heart. Now, Hezekiah said, I I give you my whole heart in devotion. I'm devoted to you completely. And Solomon, he kind of um, reiterates that fact, saying that when I when I'm giving you my whole heart, he shows us mercy and mercy. Mercy is a changing of the mind, so to speak, because mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. And we know that our God is full of mercy. So again, I want to read that again. First Kings 8 
and 23 says, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or in earth beneath who keepeth covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart. So that's what we need to do. We have to be a people that walk faithful unto God, be faithful in all of our doings. Doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes. When we talk about people walking faithfully, we have to understand this does not mean that we're completely perfect and we never make a mistake. Our perfection is in Jesus. When we put our my, our trust and our hope in him and our endeavor is to do right. But because we live in this human flesh, this flesh can never be saved. This flesh is always going to make a mistake. You need to know that. So when we're saying walk faithfully, this means that my mind is to please him. My mind is to walk in the ways of God, that I'm continually every day renewing my mind with the word of God and and, and, and studying, like the scripture says, study to show thyself approved. Okay, so remember that when we we say a, a faithful servant, that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. It means that you just keep going. Amen. So tell yourself, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. So if you fall, if you make a mistake, ask forgiveness, repent with a with a clean heart, with a sincere heart and keep going. And then wholehearted devotion is the second thing. Devote yourself to him. This helps us. This is this is included in being faithful. Because I'm, I'm devoting my heart to you, God. I acknowledge you in all my ways, as Proverbs says. Everything that I do, I'm seeking God's direction. I'm seeking his um, understanding. I'm seeking his wisdom in all that I in my hands touch. All right. So we want to how do we get to to change God's mind? Well, we got to walk faithful. And we got to give him our whole heart. We got to devote our whole heart to him. And the last thing that I think is so important. With changing God's mind, this idea of changing God's mind. Now, listen, remember, he reminded God of all the things that he's done. So when we want that power to go to God and to intercede for ourselves or or on the behalf of someone else that God would turn a situation for a person. We can't expect God to hear us if we don't have the faithful walk and if we don't have a heart that's devoted to him. And the third thing he said in the scripture, he said he has done good in God's eyes. Let's go back to that scripture and let's read it exactly um, like the scripture tells us. And again, in um, the King James Version, 2 Kings 20. Let's go to the third verse again. I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. He said, I done that which is good in thy sight. 
NIV says, have done what is good in your eyes. We know that when we put our trust in God, when we follow the statutes and we follow um, the law of God, these are the good things. Um, the last episode we talked about doing good unto our brothers. You know, those that do, they may do bad to us, but we're going to be people who do good. And that, I'm sure that does not need any breaking down. You want to do good to people. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, you know, be be nice. Be kind. Um, look out for the good of people. Um, don't don't always assume the negative of somebody but but assume you know a positive think positive about people want to help be quick to help somebody amen scripture says in ephesians 4 and 32 it says and be kind or be ye kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god for christ's sakes have forgiven you Colossians 3 and 12 says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. So this is what God calls us to do. This is doing good, being kind, loving our neighbors as we do ourselves. This is doing good in the eyes of God. And these are just a few scriptures that tells us what God expects from the believer. But how do you get to change God's mind? This is now, now this isn't a sure recipe that God is going to, you do this, this and that. And then he's going to um, turn and give everybody 15 more years. That's not what I'm saying. But the principle in the scripture is that. Our God is a God of mercy. And when you have built up a life, I believe this is me. I believe according to the scriptures, when you have built a life of faithfulness and devotion towards God doing good, then God will show his hand of mercy in our situations. And also for those of us who've been called as an intercessor, we cannot go to God if we don't have these things in our life and expect we can't we can go to God, but we can't go to God and expect a, a response. If you have that life of faithfulness and devotion and you're doing good, I believe you can go with an expectation that God will move on the behalf of yourself or whoever it is that you are uh, interceding for. And there's another thing I want to point out in that scripture. After the scripture tells us what Hezekiah told God, he put God in remembrance of what he had done. Those three important things. Then the scripture, both in Second Kings and in Isaiah, makes mention of how Hezekiah wept. The NIV says he wept bitterly. Could you imagine if God himself sends a prophet and tells him, tells you, get your house in order. You're going to die. You won't live. 
I can imagine. I can just imagine the 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 sorrow and the hurt and the the devastation that goes through one's mind. That I won't have a chance to be here on earth and to share in in God's goodness and to enjoy my family and I mean you know when they you've heard the term where they say your life flashes before your eyes I can believe that that probably happens and he wept I don't want us to overlook the power of weeping there are some of us who think If you cry, you're not having faith. I don't believe that. Jesus himself wept. And there comes a time in this human life that we have to just, we we will weep. Something will bring us to our knees and we will just be overcome with sorrow. But I want to encourage you today and let you know that God sees every tear. And he is moved with compassion. You want me to prove it to you? Let's go through. Let's continue going through the scripture. When God sent Isaiah back to Hezekiah in verse five, he says, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father. I have heard thy prayer. But guess what? He also says, I have seen thy tears. Wasn't just the prayer. But he's seen the tears, too. And I just I just think that for God to mention that, I don't think he says things that don't mean nothing. So I want you to know that your tears are being seen by God. Your tears are moving him. One commentary said God is moved by his prayer. But can I add, he was also moved by his tears. Don't be ashamed when you have to cry unto God in the midnight hour. Don't be ashamed when something has life has hit you so hard that you don't know what else to do but to cry out to him. It's okay because God hears it. God hears it and he sees it. So be encouraged today. He's going to wipe every tear. He's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. He's going to Isaiah 25 and 8 says he will swallow up death and victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all of from all faces. This is the scripture. His word is our lifeline. His word is. Is The Bible says is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. His word is what brings us life. We need to hope in his word. We, we, and this is kingdom living that we just live off the word of God. The Bible says that we should uh, desire his word more than our necessary food. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged in the Lord. Remember that he is a God that changed not, but he is a God that's full of compassion. 
He's a God that that will that sees your tears, that hears your prayers. So if you have a situation in your life today that you want God to change, that you need to see changed, make sure that we're walking in faithfulness to God. Make sure that you have that wholehearted devotion and make sure that you're doing good in, in God's eyes. And go to him with boldness and confidence, knowing that he who hears us will do just what he said. That he's going to come through for us. So remember, your lifestyle matters. When he says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. There's, there's a type of prayer has to be effectual and fervent. And there's a type of person. He said, of the righteous man, these prayers availeth much. What is a righteous man? Those who do right by God, those that do what God has called them to do. That person who's walking faithful, uh, full of devotion and doing good. So when you have something in your life, let's go boldly through the throne of grace. And I just want to pray with you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this hour. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this platform to get your word um, into the ears of your people. For we need your word to keep us and to um, regulate us and to sustain us in in a time such as this. God, I ask that you would touch everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord. We ask that you would move on their behalf, oh God. Encourage their hearts, oh God. Oh God, let them be encouraged to walk faithfully, oh God, and to be devoted to you even more. God, let them be, the, let them be encouraged, oh God, to do good unto others, oh God. So that we might be pleasing in your sight. God, give us to know that when we pray that you hear us. When we cry, you see every tear. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, increase our faith today. Oh, God, help us, Lord, for we believe. But help thou our unbelief. Oh, in Jesus' name. And we'll forever give your name praise and glory and majesty belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Be encouraged. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep living for the kingdom. God bless you.